Hi, good morning. Great to be with you again today. And um, dare I say it, happy Valentine's if that's <laughs> applicable to you. And sorry if it's not or whatever. Um, and just to say, actually, just seeing on the feed there, happy birthday, Debbie. It's, it's, it's Debbie's birthday today. And I think it's Andy Cuthbert's birthday as well. So hi, happy birthday to you both as well. And a lovely birthday. What a day to have a birthday, hey? Brilliant. Okay, well, let's just pray together, shall we? And, um, and then we'll, um, we'll get cracking and we'll have a few things to do this morning and worship together and a few thoughts to share and stuff. So let's just pray, shall we? Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you are an amazing God and we love you, God. And we just want to pray this morning that in all the things that we do today, Lord, that we would um, encounter you. Uh, Holy Spirit, we know that you are present with each one of us wherever we are this morning. And I pray that we would know your manifested presence with us, Lord. And we pray that, Lord, in that sense in which we are connected to you, we will also feel connected to one another this morning. We love you, God. We think you're amazing. Amen. Great. Um, if you're with us, with us for the first time this morning, just um, great to have you with us this morning. I uh, hope you feel at home, quite easy going. And, um, and obviously, those of you with us every week, it's great to have you with us as well. Um, let me just read a little passage of Scripture to you for this morning. Um, one well-known, and I guess it's a bit suitable uh, for the particular day. I'm not going to make a huge thing of Valentine's Day today, but let's, let's just think about um, some thoughts about that just as we start this morning from uh, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it, doesn't, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I, um, when I, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as a mirror. Then we shall see you face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain faith, hope and love. But love, but the greatest of these is love. Um, you know, just um, you may or may not know that uh, in, in its origins, Valentine Day, Valentine's Day um, was um, really sort of set in by one of the, the popes as a way of encouraging, I've been able to have a Christian festival on a pagan, um, on, a, on a pagan festival so that people wouldn't get involved with the pagan festiv festivities but would um, bring in some Christian thoughts to that. Um, and isn't that really sort of the heart of, of the way that we live our lives as Christians really in, in, in many ways, that we're called to be other, we're called to be holy people. Holy just means different, doesn't it? Uh, and in the sense that um, whatever the definitions of love that are around us out there, there is a, a, another version of love that is rooted in who we are in Christ and, in his, and more to the point in the way that he is towards us. And so today, you know, um, we can celebrate the love of God for each one of us. We can celebrate that we are loved uh, and that we can, because we are loved, that we are those who can give out love and that sort of love that is seen in the Lord Jesus. So I don't know about you, but that's just as a start of thought today. I think, you know, that's, that's great. So just going to show a little video this morning and, um, and then straight off the back of that, 
we're going to go into a couple of songs to worship together. And in that, and in these songs, and you know, and, and, and let's, and, and in that worship time, let's just fall a little bit deeper in love with this, uh, with this God that we serve, shall we? So we'll play this video, and then we'll go into a couple of songs. Hopefully, fun and helpful. Humans have a wonderful capacity for love, for selflessness, for sacrifice, for thoughtfulness, for care, in big demonstrations, in small ways no one else sees. The last year has seen love in action like no other. We see what love looks like all around us. But where does it come from? Why do we love at all? The Bible says we love because God first loved us. It all starts with God. This is where love comes from. This is why we love. We have a God who isn't just loving, but who is love and he gives only the best. When God passed love down to us, it didn't come as a hug, or a home-cooked meal, or a Skype call, loving as those things are. It came as his son. Jesus was born as a baby. He lived for 33 years in a broken, messy, confused world. He saw our sin and suffering, and then he died for us, in our place, restoring our relationship with God. Humans do have a wonderful capacity for love, but we're not lovely all the time, we know that. We aren't thoughtful always, we aren't self-sacrificial always. We fail at the small demonstrations of love let alone the big ones. God's love was the biggest demonstration ever. God's love outlasts human love. God's love came for when human love fails and makes mistakes and isn't enough. This Valentine's Day, let's celebrate the biggest, greatest, strongest love story that is God's love for an unlovely people the God who loved us first. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've the tender whisper of love in the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and I'm never alone you're a good good father to you And I 
perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways to Control. 
tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle Is the place where you promise to be I'm not enough Unless you come with me
Thank you guys so good let's, let's just pray shall we thank you god thank you lord you are the sufficient one thank you god we love you god you are the lover of our souls we love you god father i just pray that we'll continue to be those who meet you lord in the place in which we find ourselves and discover your goodness lord Great, brilliant. Um, well, just um, haven't got too many notices today. Just uh, remind you that we've got Alpha coming up soon, and uh, let me just play a little um, video. And uh, if you know anybody that's interested in coming on Alpha, or if you would like to explore the Christian faith, then this might be a really great thing for you to get involved with. Um, so let me just quickly play this, shall we? Alpha Online is a free course designed to give you the space and time to ask the big and often challenging questions about life, faith and meaning. No filters, just honest discussion. To attend an Alpha Online, all you have to do is sign up and then join a weekly online call, all from the comfort of your home. Everything else is taken care of by your host. So feel free to pour yourself a drink, get comfy, get your laptop ready, and you are good to go. What have you got to lose? Try Alpha online. Great, so if you're interested in going to that or um, know somebody that might, then just uh, please feel free to get in touch via the uh, via, um, Facebook page or um, Father Church Office or on admin uh, rolcc.org.uk. Brilliant. Um, or just get in touch with John and he'll point you in the right direction. Brilliant. Um, and just to say, um, just be good to pray for a little hub of hope. You know, uh, Jenna's been sharing the last couple of weeks about how she's um, looking to uh, get this project going that's going to support people. Uh, that are um, that, that have um, suicidal ideal, ideal uh, or suicidal sort of uh, thoughts and uh, and um, and to sort of support them through that and um, so the first funding application went in on Friday and putting in some other funding applications this next week so please just pray for that won't you that um, you know if God's in this that He will resource us with that and um, brilliant okay. Um, I've just got to share, we're going to carry on with our theme of um, Colossians today and um, I decided that I would record a message this week uh, just so um, you know, it makes life a little bit easier for me on a Sunday morning to be brutally honest. Um, I recorded it thinking that I had been speaking for about 15 minutes and when I recorded it it was nearly half an hour so I've broken it down into two bits okay so um, this next one's not, uh, is, is not, too, not too long the first bit and then we'll pick it up and develop uh, and, and play the second half next week so, um, so I hope this is helpful. And um, yeah, let me, let me push play. Hi, let's pray together, shall we? Father God, I just pray that as we think some thoughts together, that Lord, you would speak to our hearts and the things that are from me, let them fall to one side. 
but the things that are from you, let them challenge us and change us and cause us to be able to serve you with greater passion and to fall a little bit deeper in love with you. We think you're amazing, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Fantastic. So we've been thinking um, about prayer, haven't we, over the last few weeks? Um, but I don't know if you remember way back at the beginning of all of that, um, we started in the book of Colossians. And that's really where we've we've come from into this journey of thinking about prayer. And um, and so we thought a bit about how they thanked God for the church there and around faith, hope and love. And we thought a bit about that. Um, but we also um, then thought about how they were praying specific prayers. And um, and those specific prayers revolved around praying for wisdom, knowledge and understanding in chapter nine. For this reason, ever since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped um, uh, praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I've got a whole lot of stuff to share around um, uh, the relationship between wisdom, knowledge and understanding and how we grow in wisdom. And and I trust that that will be helpful in this season in which we find ourselves. I mean, I think it's been helpful for us to look at prayer, hasn't it? Uh, and in fact, actually, I think this book's been as the more I get into it, the more I think actually it's got so much to say to us in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, prayer being, as I've suggested to you, one of the most, if not the most important thing that we can do for one another. And then when we pray, so much more else, ha else happens and is strengthened and um, and praying for wisdom and knowledge and understanding uh, how we outwork that you know in in this particular season the will of God and and knowing how to do that and, um, but actually in order to be able to really address that well I think we need to just fast forward a little bit because the next thing he's going to do in this letter he's going to talk about the nature of Christ and how amazing he is and what he's done for us and and we will spend some time looking at that as well um, but I think I want to get right to the heart of this particular um uh, book uh, as Paul write, uh, Paul and Timothy write it, uh, and to look at the pivotal verses that that really unlock everything else for us in many ways in this book, um, and that is um, in chapter two, uh, verses six through to eight. So I'm going to screen share now, and we're going to read some Bible together. Uh, so I hope that's okay. Um, great. So chapter two, verses six to seven just going to get up some notes in front of me here and um, think a bit about that. Okay. So therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in faith, just as you were taught abounding in Thanksgiving. Now this verse, I think is the pivotal verse of the book. Essentially, Paul has been expounding here on who they are in Christ, how they are rooted in him in their journey in him and how they walk forward into life in him and, and how they build upon that. And, and, and because that meant that it's been established in their faith. Uh, and so he's he's saying that this is where you're at. And we've evidenced that. And we've been thanking God for it. And we've been seeing it in you. Um, and, 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 and we've been letting you know what it means to be in Christ. And, uh, and, and, and then he says, um, just as you were taught. Now, there's a lot in that statement. And, and that's going to lead us into the next couple of verses and into the heart of what he wants to talk to them about. Um, but I'll come back in just a second. He then goes on to say abounding in thanksgiving. And I think from verse three onwards, what we get is an example of the life that is lived in a thankful way. The, the evidence of the, thank, the thankful life. And so Paul unpacks that for us. But this little verse here, uh, just as you were taught. Now, that 
actually is the heart of Paul's concerns here, you see. You see, the Colossian church were, were doing great. They were ruining Christ. They'd started well. Paul had not actually been there to talk uh, to teach them at all, but he knew the guy who had planted it, and he was um, he was close to him. Um, and and he, says to, he says to them, you know, you, you know, you got all that by being taught well. But the crux of this thing is that there is those that were infiltrating the church there and who were leading them astray with certain ways of thinking. And so the, the core, the crux of Paul and Timothy's concerns here are given to us in chapter two, verse eight. See to it that no one takes you captive by That's a strong word, isn't it? Captive, held down, restrained, held back by philosophy. Now, the only, this is the only place in the, in the New Testament that word is used. Um, so philosophy, I guess when we talk about philosophy, it's a way of, of, of uh, processing uh, what we understand of the world and, uh, and bringing um, a, a strain of thought that is going to guide us in the way that we walk in life. And uh, uh, by, by captive and philo by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of this world and not according to Christ. Now, notice that there are three accordings there, according to human tradition, according to elemental spirits of this world and not according to according to Christ. Um, and, and as well, the other thing we just need to notice here is that this verse introduces a little subsection in which he really digs into his concerns here. And, and I've given you a little flow of that there. Six to eight gives us the summary of the flow of the letter. We've talked about that. The summary. Now we've got the summary of the apostles' concerns. And then we get the antidote to that. The first antidote to that is to know who Jesus is and what he's done for us. We will process any attack in our, on our Christian life if we know who Christ is and we allow what he has done for us and who he is to, to be every part of the fabric of our beings. Um, and then he talks a bit about how they mustn't let themselves be judged by those who hold on to human traditions or be disqualified by those who will take them off into a place of false worship. You see, this, this verse in chapter eight is, is quite um, difficult in the, in the Greek. You know, I, I don't try not to be too technical when I talk or to make it look like you have to be a professional to understand the scriptures. And, um, but I do think there are times when we have to dig in a little bit deeper. Even Peter, the Apostle Peter, said that some of Paul's um, teachings are quite difficult to understand. And, and we have to be careful how we process them. In fact, actually, on this particular verse, I, I emailed. <laughs> I bought, well, I bought a, a quite a hefty commentary on this and um and, and you know and, and when i was trying to work out just what this is really saying to us this scriptures and um i emailed the um the guy who wrote the commentary and just asked him if he would help me with the greek of it a little bit and he was very kindly emailed me back within the hour actually and and helped us see because one way of, of reading this is that what paul and, and timothy are saying is that they don't want you to be held captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to a human according to um a tradu human tradition that evidences itself, that, that is, um, or, 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 or sorry, let me put it around another way, um, to not be taken away by streams of thinking that are rooted in um, what is called elemental spirits or elementaries um, that flow out of human tradition, yeah? So human tradition that is built upon uh, now, this little this, this little word, elemental spirits here, it's a it's a Greek word that, that that can just literally mean elementals, elements. So Peter, when he's writing about how the earth will be destroyed um, at the end of the elements will be destroyed, you know. But it can also mean uh, spiritual powers. 
Um, and so here it could be what we've got is the idea of spiritual powers influencing human tradition so that we create philosophies and uh, deceitfulness that will take us away from Christ. Or we've got here the idea that there being a human tradition um, and there are also um, uh, elements or basic thinkings and traditions in the world around us. Now, I've tried to sort of get that into a much more, um, if you like, um, simple way of looking at things. Um, uh, and, and I've sort of summed it up, maybe put simply, he says in inverted commas. Um, what we've got here is elemental spiritual forces that are at work in the world. Uh, they were, they were, these forces, if we see the flow of Colossians, were created by and for Christ, but have now fallen and are seeking to lead people away from Christ. And two distinct ways that they are doing this are by cultivating human tradition and by a sort of false religion that is hyper spiritual, both of which are devoid of Christ. Let me just stop sharing just for a moment. Um, so the two strains of thought there, one is human tradition and the other is a sort of hyper spirituality. Um, the second one's not quite so easy to follow. Um, but again, you know, thinking about where we are at at the moment in terms of church, you know, I, I spent a lot of time talking to other church leaders. Uh, I went to an Evangelical Alliance conference online this week and or just watched it, you know, on, on YouTube on, on Wednesday night. And, you know, different people talking from a range of traditions within, you know, the Christian world and um, Anglicans, Anglicans, you know, um, free church, you know, Baptist. And, and we're all asking those sorts of questions, you know, um, what should what church should church look like going forward? Um, and what's important and what have we really, you know, just not we've discovered we can live without and that was actually just tradition that we don't really need. And so I think, you know, when I was saying about how this Colossians book of Colossians speaks to us in this time, I think it actually quite amazingly leads us to, to something that as a church we've set ourselves to do this year, which is to be asking ourselves the questions, what can we learn? through this tradition what do we not want to miss what do we what do we want to actually make sure that we we learn and take forward from this season that we found ourselves in uh now and um and and two strains of thoughts with that would be one would be that we 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 think about the idea of human tradition and what is just of human tradition that we could live without that it doesn't lead us to christ and um, what is just um, rationalistic thinking that leads us to a sort of false worship uh, and to embodying and embedding our passions and our desires and our worship in other things. Uh, and so that sort of pseudo worship and, uh, and, and, and that, that flows out of just humanistic observation by trendy ideas, if you like. And the two parameters of, of thinking that we don't want to just go forward by hanging on to the traditions because we've always done it this way. But equally, you don't want to just be embracing something that just looks like a trendy idea that actually has nothing to do with Christ. That's really important as well. Uh, and so what does this uh, little book of Colossians have to say to us in this respect? Well, if we were to read on. Great. OK, well, I'm going to stop the recording there um, just because I appreciate that I've actually been quite, um, 
quite technical actually in that little bit so you probably had enough really in terms of um for, for today and 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 then i'm just going to go on and talk next week i'm going to share about how we can think a little bit about that that idea of traditions you know I, i'm finding that this book of colossians for me is is very much about um is is, is really much being a tool uh for um uh stepping on to think about things that are affecting us around at the moment and and just that whole idea that whole thought about uh, something being a tradition of men or tradition a human tradition uh, and Jesus actually has some stuff to say to us about that in in um I think it's Mark, I can't remember, Mark or Matthew, uh, chapter 7. Uh, and we'll dig into that next week and think a little bit about what Jesus had to say about human tradition and, and particularly about two spheres of human tradition. Um, because, you know, we don't want to just be held back by the things that we've done just because we've always done it that way if it is not producing maturity in us, do we? If, we don't, if it's not producing uh, a Christ-likeness in us. Uh, and and some, some of us, we just have this propensity to say, oh, we want to change everything anyway because... You know, we you know we like we like change. Others of us like our settled positions, and we like the way it's always been. And and, and so there are some thoughts to wrestle around with in that. But the goal has always got to be, you know, how do we become more like Jesus? Doesn't it? You know, we are the body of Christ, and as such, that means we're meant to look like Jesus in the world. And the church is the church when it looks like Jesus. The church is the church when it speaks like Jesus. The church is the church when we are leading others to Jesus. Uh, and anything that doesn't help us to do that, we really shouldn't be embracing. And so I think Colossians is going to give us a great opportunity to think about those things. And, and we'll dig into thinking about human traditions next week. And then the week after, we'll think a little bit about um, those sort of pseudo-worship that Paul is describing here in Colossians. So I hope that's helpful. So let's just pray together, shall we? Um, and then we're going to, after that, we're going to go into a time of breaking bread together. So Father, just thank you for the fact that you challenge us, Lord. And thank you for the depth and the richness of, your, of the scriptures that you put before us, Lord. And Lord, we do just want to pray that, Lord, that we would be those who are prepared to ask the questions about how we embody church and how we do church and how we live church and how we outwork our faith in this world. Uh, in this season in which we find ourselves. Lord, we know we would never want it to be in this season that we find ourselves. But Lord, we are in it. And in it, and, and as such, Lord, we appreciate there are lessons to learn and help us to have the courage to ask the questions that we need to ask to learn the lessons that are going to produce a greater depth and maturity in us as a body, Lord. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Okay. Well, we're going to break bread together now. And... Um, you know, I, I think when, when Jesus told us to do this as often as you meet together, uh, um, uh, what he was, I think, encouraging us to do is to be a people who always, in our times together, in, whether it's socially, you know, when we're having a meal together, or whether it's uh, together as the, a, a gathered community, as the church, whether we're gathered online like this, to always make sure that we remind ourselves that we are gathered around the person of, Christ, of Jesus. That we are gathered, that we are together because of Jesus, and that we want to be together in a Jesus-type way. And if we want to be together in a Jesus-type way, we need to remember what Jesus has done for us and who He is. And nothing exemplifies that more than thinking about the cross and thinking about the death of Christ and thinking about how that death leads to resurrection and how that resurrection leads to uh, our resurrection and to the eternal life that is to come. And so as we break bread, what we do is we pause 
and we say, I want to think about who Jesus is. And then I want to shape myself so that I think about how I can be like Christ. And I want to dwell on the fact of the eternity that he is offering me and what that's going to be like. And as I think those thoughts, I inevitably examine myself and say, Lord Jesus, is there any way in which I have not been like you recently? And Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> or is there any sense in which I can, in, in this moment, be thinking about how I can come into a deeper place? And it may be that we've been away from Christ or that we don't even know Jesus and I could never, can't actually say I've ever really known him. And if that's true, as we gather around the bread and the juice or the wine, we can be that first moment of saying, Lord, I'm going to come back to you. Or, Lord Jesus, I want what I see in these other people that call themselves Christians. And in this moment, I give myself to you. So, just read to you that passage from 1 Corinthians which reminds us of why we do this. For this reason I received from the Lord what I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is, uh, this is, my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Well, we're going to worship together in a song now and during this song you know you can engage with the song or you can just sit and reflect and, and, and prepare yourself if you like or to just talk to Jesus uh, before you come, before you break the bread which we'll do directly after this particular song. Welcomed as your own in 
into the arms of majesty Behold the bright and risen sun More beauty than this world has known I'm face to face with Love himself His perfect spotless righteousness A thousand years A thousand tongues Are not enough to sing his praise Boldly I approach your Now I'm running home By your blood I come Welcomed as your own Into the arms of majesty This is the art of celebration Knowing we're free from condemnation Oh, praise the one Praise the one Who made an end to all my sin Boldly I approach your throne Blameless now I'm running home By your blood I come Welcomed as your own Into the arms of majesty Let's take the bread, shall we? And remember that it represents the body of Christ, which was broken for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's take the juice, remembering that it represents the blood of Christ, which gives us an eternal covenant with God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, for what you've done for us and for the freedom that we have in you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Okay, well, we're just going to have a few moments now off the back of our breaking of bread together to pray, to get to pray. And um, I just want to encourage you that as we, as we pray, feel free to just type your prayer requests on the feed, won't you? And um, I might mention one or two of them, I might not, but certainly 
Um, you know, we also look at them uh, as a, you know, uh, we look at them for our um, uh, prayer times during the week as well. We pray into many of the requests that are given, or most of the requests that are given on a Sunday uh, in, the, in the prayer feeds as well. So just feel free. I'm just going to give a moment just to sit and reflect and, and pause to think about what we want to pray. Um, and whilst I'm doing that, please just feel free to type in your prayers. And then I'll start praying. And still, you know, even I'm praying, you, you, you type in your prayers as well, won't you? Um, so let's just pause for a moment, shall we? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, I just want to start with that prayer that you taught us to pray, Lord. You're, you know, our Father, the one who is in heaven, the God who shapes everything, the, the perfect Father, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Let us live, Lord, as that, like those who want to look like you, Lord, that we'll respect you and respect your name in all that we do. Lord, may your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we're conscious that as we pray that we're not asking for just what we want, but we're looking for your will to be enacted through us and on this earth around us. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. Lord, together, that our, our bread, Lord, that, Lord, as a community, Lord, that you will provide and, we'll, and we will be conscious of managing the resources you give us, Lord. Forgive us this day, Lord, our trespasses. And, and Lord, you know, as we forgive those who trespass against us. To be a people, Lord, who believe in forgiveness because we're forgiven. And Lord, we pray. Lord, you deliver us from, um, you lead us not into temptation and you'll deliver us from evil, God. And so, God, we just pray, Lord, for uh, in this season that we find ourselves, Lord, we pray, Lord, for... Um, those that have been affected by the virus, Lord, we want to say thank you that the infection rates are coming down. Thank you, Lord, that so many people now are being vaccinated within our own context here, Lord, and, um, and, and around the world, Lord. Um, but, Lord, we want to pray that, Lord, that that vaccination program will be effective, Lord. We want to pray that, Lord, it will become fair and equal around the world, Father God. Pray for our brothers and sisters and our friends, Lord, in other parts of the world. Lord, where it's not so easy to get their hands on this vaccination, we pray, God, for that, that situation to change, Lord, for equality, Lord. And we pray for those who make decisions on our behalf, and we pray that, Lord, you will give them wisdom, Lord. Lord, you'd give them wisdom, Lord, in the way that they um, uh, guide our, us, Lord, in the context of this uh, pandemic that we find ourselves. We pray, oh God, for this pandemic to stop, and we pray, Lord, for us to be able to recover the sort of life where we can interact with one another again, Lord. Pray for people in um, key worker roles, Lord, that are putting their own well-being on the line, Lord, teachers and, and healthcare professionals and civil, you know, people who work in um, public services, Lord. And, uh, and Lord, we just pray, God, for your protection on them and for you to be with them, God. Pray for us as a church, Lord, that, Lord, we would... Um, represent you well in this season and be the best version that we can of you. We'll pick up that um, uh, feed there from Rob, Lord, that we pray for our youth leaders and young people's leaders this week to, 
to just have wisdom, God, as they meet together and talk together and pray together, Lord. And Lord, I pray for each person who is engaging with us today, Lord, if they have circumstances that are particular to their, their own family and friends and situation, that Lord Jesus, that you would meet them in their need, Lord, in their point of need. So let's just pause. Anything that you want to ask of God for personally, then just feel free to do that now. So thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers and we are confident that you are the God who cares. Amen. Well, it's been great to be with you again today and um, please feel free to sort of hang around. Um, there'll be a, a song coming up in a minute and on there's the uh, login details for the um, Zoom coffee. Please join us and you know have a you know have a chat with some other people. We we meet on Zoom. If you've never done that before, you're more than welcome to join us. Um, uh, what we do is we go on the Zoom and then we go into small breakout rooms a couple of times, so you get to sort of groups of about four or five and uh, and just have a chat and catch up and say hi and stuff um, after after we finish here. So feel free to sort of hang around. There'll be a song we'll be playing in a minute, and uh, the details are on will be on you know in the background of that song. And then when that's finished, you know, we'll be into the, um, the coffee time. So. so Lord bless you. Have a really great week. And I just, you know, wherever you are, you know, I pray that you'll be the blessing of God and that you'll know the blessing of God. And in all the things that we go through, that you'll know the strength and the love and the depth and the mercy of Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit with you wherever you are. So God bless. Have a great week.